Hey guys, I'm Ina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And welcome back to Through the Cracks. So today we have a special guest with us. We brought on Allie from Lovewick, um, who I love so much. She's literally the sweetest. And we've definitely talked about her app a lot before, but we're going to let her explain a little bit and do a little more of introduce herself and tell us all about Lovewick. So thank you so much for having me today. Um, as Mina said, my name is Allie. Um, I am the founder of an app called Lovewick, which maybe you've heard about, maybe you haven't. But kind of the whole premise is how do you make a relationship last beyond the match and the falling in love part. Um, It kind of stemmed from research and my own experiences. And then when the pandemic hit and I saw a lot of couples struggling, I was like, I want to double down on this and and really make it exist in the world. So yeah, I love any opportunity to talk about love and relationships and I'm happy to be here. So thanks. Yeah, I love that. That's so awesome. And it's like perfect for like the topic today, which is all about how to keep a relationship going. Well, this month and then today is how to continue to grow as an individual and um, in a relationship to Mm -hmm. kind of together simultaneously. So it's definitely a very convenient topic. but yeah, I know Ashley and I have both used Lovewick and yes, we fan. joke all the time that we need to like write you a thank you note or something <laughs> because we love Lovewick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also wanted to ask, so like what gave you the idea, I guess, like you kind of explain that a little bit for Lovewick? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it. So um, basically the long version, well, the long medium version is I've always been a super nerd when it comes to human behavior biology, like why we do what we do, why we make the decisions we make. Um, And so in undergrad at Stanford, I studied human biology and I took all these classes on aggression and sexuality and empathy and altruism. And I kind of realized there's, there's a ton of research out there that could help us live healthier, happier lives. Um, But who's going to like go to a journal and read through all of this really like cryptic messaging and pay the $20 (laughs) to like get behind the paywall. Like it's just a mess. Um, And so I decided to go to grad school for um, service design, which is designing products and services and experiences that you can actually interact with. And I wanted to use my behavioral science stuff, but then put it in a package of something that like the average person could interact with and use and get those insights and apply them to their own relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Then again, why did I focus like explicitly on romantic relationships out of all of the possible (laughs) areas. Um, I just, I've always been obsessed with, with love. And um, when I moved to London for grad school, I was out of a three-year relationship that had gotten quite serious to the point where we were talking, like, do we get engaged? Do we have kids? Do we do long distance for, um, you know, three plus years internationally? I don't know. And we kind of sat down and we're really intentional about our futures. And do we want to grow together or do we want to like take some time apart and see what happens on the other side? And so it was just like all of that really wrapped together, me being fascinated by it, realizing that there was a gap for it. Um, and then personally going through the ups and downs of, of trying to, you know, find your person that you're going to build a life with. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. That's love like that an awesome story. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I studied psychology. Um, before I took time off and I always noticed like I would apply different things that I learned but I didn't do it in the best way because people would be like why are you saying this to me like why are you kind of like belittling and I was like that's not my goal like 
Mm -hmm. I'm just really excited about this and I want to apply it. And I feel like your app has really taken that and taken away the like overbearingness of it because it makes it very easy to interact. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really was my, one of my like design principles was to have it be bottoms up rather than top down. Like it's not an expert saying you should do this. This is what you like a happy relationship look like. It's more um, provoking. Like here are conversations that you could have where you would feel closer to your partner. Here are things you could do to make them feel special. So I kind of wanted it to feel more like an open world game where you like choose your own path rather than being told like, here's an itinerary of how you can build a long lasting relationship um, yeah, from like a cold clinical perspective. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I think it makes it a lot easier for people to use. It's more user-friendly. It makes people feel like they can do it, you know, where I think a lot of people are like, like when they, they don't even know where to start looking for advice or they don't know where to start building on a relationship and so on. And I think Lovewick makes it really easy to do that because it's like anyone can start at any point in any point of their relationship or so on and just go from there. And I love that so much about it. I actually found it on TikTok. Like there was a card game that was something about like similar where you're like asking questions to your partner and then someone else had posted, it may have been you, honestly, who posted something like, oh, like, have you tried this? I was like, that's so similar to this card game I was going to get. And I was like, but it's an app. I could do it right now. And yeah, so I got it and we started using it and it was just like, wow, we kind of love this. <laughs> yeah, no, I love like the physical card decks of questions are great. Um, and I actually did use those in my previous relationship. Um, mm -hmm. And this was like five years ago or something. But what I took away from it is one, they're not always there when you need them. Like when you're sitting at dinner and you're waiting for your food to arrive or you're on a road trip, like there's or a long distance. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Long distance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the second part of it, which I thought was really interesting is in my last relationship, there were a lot of like unique things about us, given that we were an interracial couple an interfaith couple. Um, we had been together for X number of years, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We knew we wanted kids. And so I was like, there's no personalization that can happen in a physical deck. If it's like one size fits all. Yeah. Whereas this gave me the opportunity to like really dig into all these different personas and write questions specifically for long distance couples, write questions specifically for couples who are pregnant. Like, and that I thought was a really a fun element of it too. Oh yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, so where did you get the idea for the name? Like what does Lovewick, where does that come from? Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of research obviously on uh, like what already exists out there in terms of frameworks for understanding how you stay in love and how you remain healthy and satisfied in your relationships. And there's this um, psychological framework called the triangular theory of love from a psychologist at Yale, um, last name Sternberg. I'm not sure what his first name is. Um, but basically the premise is that consummate love, the, you know, having it all is emotional intimacy, commitment, and passion. Emotional intimacy being I feel deeply understood. This is someone I really trust, a really close friend. Um, commitment being, I feel prioritized. I feel like my partner puts me first or at least above other things and like makes a, com a commitment to like do this together. And then passion is more about like excitement and novelty. I think a lot of times we over-index on it being sex. It doesn't have to be sex. It's just like, are we making sure that we're not just doing Netflix and ordering in every Friday? Like, are we experiencing yeah. new things? Are we growing together? Um, so I like really latched on to this triangular theory of love because one, I thought it was really easy to understand. And two, I was like, that strikes me 
at least from a personal level of like really involving all of the the key bits and sometimes you struggle more in one element of that than than others um so then i also was like we got the triangle theory of love we also have the fire triangle which sounds really dumb but like um i was i don't know why i was looking at like what are other triangle frameworks and it's like uh, a a fire to keep going needs like oxygen, fuel, and something else. I honestly forget what the third one is. And so I was like, okay, so like we got Tinder or whatever to get your spark. Lovick is going to be the thing that helps keep that lit and a wick carries fuel to the flame. Yeah. So it was like a very convoluted, honestly, but I was just like, the metaphor works like at least on, on a, on some level. It yeah. has .com availability. Love that. Like, yeah. it's so hard to come up with anything that is novel these days. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it. when I first, like, found that name, I wasn't, like, totally in love with it because I was like, oh, it's kind of cringy to have love in the title of it. But then the more and more I looked at, like, when you're just starting a business, having a name that tells people what it does saves you in a lot of marketing dollars oh yeah like, for sure. I was like all right you know we'll start there will there be a rebrand someday I don't know but like now I've grown to really like it <laughs> honestly well, I love it too <laughs> absolutely and now that I know like the metaphor behind it I'm even bigger fan yeah no literally like it makes so much sense it makes so much sense I love that also coming from a pyromaniac like if it has to do the fire I'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> yes love it <laughs> um so let's we have some questions for you so we can just like jump into those I guess um so like what was I guess you kind of already answered this but like the focus of your research um in general yeah so my research in grad school was much more um looking forward at like how well so my dissertation was called um monogamish the future of romantic relationships um and it was an overlap of tech design and relationships. And so what I was most interested in is, all right, for the longest time, we, technology had no role in our relationships at all. And now that I'm in design school and I'm gonna be building products and services for the future, like I want to make sure that I'm doing that in a way that's not super black mirror-y where we are outsourcing all of our needs to technology instead of using it to like, build a stronger bond between two real people. Um, And so actually a lot of my dissertation was looking at online dating, like all the stats and design choices made, like even from something like the swipe versus having to to like something about someone's prompt, like the way Tinder versus Hinge are designed, I think is like super fascinating. Um, The psychology of choice paradox, like when we think that there's always uh, a better option, a swipe away, what does that do to our brains? And what does that do to like how happy we are with the choice that we make it's not good and so like having infinite choices is like pretty dangerous in terms of being satisfied um and then I also looked a lot at like how are we beyond the match like how are people using technology to feel understood to feel prioritized to feel novelty either with their partner or with somebody else and so I looked a lot at like sex robots and virtual reality porn and uh chatbot intimacy like and by that I mean just even emotional intimacy like people have chatbot friends there are services that like you text a chatbot and it helps you process something and says it back and I was just kind of like what are the pros and cons of these things and if we don't want to be in a world where all of our needs are outsourced to technology like 
how can we give ourselves a fighting chance to like still have us choose each other yeah as flawed as we are like humans are flawed we make mistakes we are not perfect um so yeah it takes a lot of effort to, to make it last with somebody yeah that's that's definitely true that's awesome I love that like that's like so inspired I don't know like you definitely just took like a situation that I'm sure everybody I'm not sure everyone's thought about it but I mean it's definitely an obvious problem you know like people nowadays are becoming less connected even though we're becoming more technologically connected so I love that you're using technology to help people become more connected like intentionally that's so yeah I love the intentionality of that (laughs) yeah no my my like the real crux of it is I don't want eyeballs on a screen for the sake of eyeballs on the screen. Right. I want you to get what you need from technology, like all the ideas and all of the like curiosity, whatever, and then have a real conversation offline, yeah. have a real experience offline. And like, I will win actually is like in my world, like you will love the product so much because it creates yeah. all of those moments. Offline. No, it it's definitely works that way. Cause I know that's how we always use it is like, we would like look at the questions, whatever, use a few of them. And then one of them would spark some kind of conversation that would end up taking on for an hour. And we would just keep talking and talking and talking. It would just keep spiraling. And I love that you also added things like the forget me nots um, and ideas for dates and things like that. Cause I know like in a long distance relationship, and we're going to talk more about that in a coming episode, long distance and everything. But um it's definitely really hard to keep finding things to stay together, stay inspired, keep the spark alive. And so some of the ideas and things that you came up with on there were super cool. And we like loved going through those. Um, so yeah, like, honestly, I, I love everything about love. Like, thank yeah, you, thank you, guys. yeah, thank you so much. And I know that you've been using it for quite a while. So that's super fun to like, see how it's changed over time. Like, yeah, you know, me and my developers, now there's like, uh, three of us which is very exciting um, yeah I know um like every week we're really trying to be like all right what's the what's the next level that we can take this oh like yeah. we heard that people you know keep movies they want to watch in a google doc like what if we did custom categories on Lovebook where you could like keep all of that like yeah. those are the I'm, we're just always like trying to look for new ways to make it better. So I appreciate you sticking with us as we- I think the first time I downloaded Lovewick, the only things on there were the cards page, the like, this is you page, and then the forget me, or yeah, forget me nots. I think it was just those three options. Now there's like four or five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the community ideas I'm super excited about. Like, oh yeah. Cause I just get so much inspiration. Other, other people are so creative. Like, <laughs> I, mean, we're, I mean, I feel like I'm creative too, but like, crowdsourcing the effort around coming up with a creative date idea for example just seems like a no-brainer and I see people on reddit and on tiktok getting that inspiration from each other but then like what do you do with it if if you just see it and you like it and you're like oh that's cute I wish I could do that like I want to make the friction as easy as or as low as possible to like actually have you do that in your real life. I love that. Like, it'll remind you like, Hey, you saved a goal. You saved like a thing that you want to do. That's, I love that it does (laughs) because like life is crazy and like, you know, busy work, all these things. And like, you may, like you said, you might come up with some cool idea you found on TikTok or something you like it. And then you forget to go back to it. You forget that it exists because life. So I love that. Like love work will be like, don't forget you have goals. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And this is the funny thing. Like I read a bunch of research on goal setting and you're way more likely, you're way more likely to achieve a goal that you write down and that you share with somebody else and that you add a date to like, 
those are all incrementally making it more likely that you're going to do that thing. So like, we're trying to nudge you to write it down, to pair with your partner, to like, say, we want to do at least, you know, one trip by the end of this year. Like if you Mm -hmm. put a date on it, you're just more likely to like nudge yourself towards doing it. So Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of room to grow there, but that's the, the root of it. Yeah, absolutely. There's always a lot of room to grow in everything. And I love that you guys are constantly wanting to grow and you're constantly inspired and finding inspiration in everything. Like that inspiration is endless when you're looking towards just people and society yeah. in general. Like it's, it, that's amazing that you found a way to tap into that. And I, I love that I get to, I contributed to the um, ideas, the community <laughs> thing. <laughs> she was so excited when she showed up. She was like, Ashley, look, I'm on Lovewick. And I hadn't <laughs> updated the app yet because my phone's very slow and old as we reference in about every episode. She's an iPhone but 6. Yes, this is my iPhone 6. You're a warrior. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> old school. Um, your app takes up, like, I make sure that I keep room for your app on my phone. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Like, I, I haven't updated Snapchat. I haven't updated Instagram, but I updated Lovewick. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. Oh, bless up. Thank you. (laughs) What do you think is the most common mistake that people make when they're trying to grow together? Hmm. Lots of thoughts on this. (laughs) Um, I'm ready. I I think there's this tension between um, having your partner be your best friend and be someone that like you feel like you know everything about, at least like depending on how long into the relationship you've been in. Because actually like, once you feel like you know someone so well, it does put them a little bit into a bucket of how you expect them to be going forwards. Yeah. And so I think there's like a very interesting tension, but something that we need to be aware of is like, how do I let, how do I give my partner the space to change over time without it freaking me out that I no longer know this person or that they're not the person that I first fell in love with, you know? Cause like, that can be quite scary. Security is nice. Comfort is nice, but also you don't want to feel so stagnant in your relationship. Like you, you're not allowed to grow and and make mistakes or make changes. Um, I know that I felt very differently about a couple things, you know, in my mid twenties, I'm 30 now than I do now. And it's not that like my value systems have changed as a person, but I don't, I don't know if this is like kosher to talk about, but like recreational drugs for example one the laws have changed a lot Mm -hmm. but two out of like honestly fear and like uh, a lot of assumptions I was like oh my god no I would never do that and now it's not like I am doing everything crazy I'm just like (laughs) way more open-minded and and I do feel like that's something where um you know there's there's questions in the app for example like how do you feel about uh recreational drugs how do you feel about people in relationships going to strip clubs. And I mean, those are some kind of intense questions, but your viewpoint on that might change over the years. And it's like, how do we go back to like, um, reassess even our own, uh, things that we think are like critical to who we are, um, and be open-minded to growing and changing as individuals, but continuing to check in with each other such that we don't diverge Mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even think about it like that because, yeah, like you want to be able to have the room for both of you to grow as individuals. And like you said, it's scary. Like you don't, you're not going to know who they are as they're figuring it out, but you also just have to trust that they're going to share 
this new version of themselves with you. And I think that's where growing together comes in is like, as you're growing as an individual, you need to be able to share that you are growing and that these things have changed so that that communication still stays the same. And there's still that level of, I know you, and we're still like, you know, the emotional intimacy. And I think that mess that up. Like they'll change something about themselves or like something will change about themselves or they'll discover something new and then they'll either forget to say or not present it right. And then who knows? Yeah, no, I, when you were saying that, I was like, kind of a light bulb moment a little bit. I was like, what, wouldn't it be great if when you're starting to have a, a change in view or be interested in something, be curious about something, you're like, Hey, I've been thinking about this, like having it be a conversation with your partner about, I've never really considered it this way and blah, 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 rather than just like doing the thing. Like yeah. if, you know, if, um, for example, I've been really anti-skydiving before, like I still am. I don't think I'm going to be the one to jump out of a plane, but like going from, you know, oh my God, I hate skydiving to like the next week on a trip with girlfriends. And then I come back from it and be like, oh my God, I did skydiving. Like that's kind of a jolt possibly like for your partner. Who's like, but I thought you hated that. Do I really know you the way that I thought I did? Yeah. But if you start like saying like, you know, I've, I've become more and more interested in like adrenaline junkie kind of stuff. I don't really know what's going on there, but like, <laughs> maybe we should like go do ATVs or something like, yeah. you know, like ease in where your partner's like, okay, I'm a part of this journey with you. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Like, I think that's awesome. And being able to incorporate each other in it, in your growing journey. And I think that's where a lot of people, because we were talking about in the last episode, um, people feeling like they need to leave a relationship in order to grow. So how do you feel about that? I don't think, I don't think that is, I think you only need to leave the relationship if you feel like you're being held back in a way that you're trying to grow. Um, so like, yeah, if you are trying to sleep with multiple, if the way you're trying to grow <laughs> is to have more sexual experiences, you actually could do that with your partner, assuming that they also are interested in some kind of consensual non-monogamy situation. So like, it's not, you're not ruling that out. Um, but I, I think the idea of like, yeah, I, I, I can't grow in the ways I want to grow when I'm in a relationship is, is a bit of a cop-out with the exception of someone who like, um, like they have really, really been ignoring the truth of who they are for so long and finally want to like, do hardcore therapy and just like really buckle down and, and focus only on themselves. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like being able to experience other things outside of themselves, I, I think you can certainly do that in a relationship. Um, and there are people who fall in love in like high school sweethearts and they stay together until, you know, the end of time. And they obviously are not the same person at 16 as they were at 86 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I really hope not too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think it does take a lot of active, you know, conscious effort to to do that together. Oh, no, definitely. Um, and like, that's something that we had just been talking about. And I think it's a really interesting topic. And I think you explained it perfectly. Like the exception would be if there's just like a really interesting circumstance. There's definitely, I think, one or two cases probably where it's like, okay, maybe. But for the most part, I agree with you, like where you shouldn't have to leave your relationship to feel like you need to grow unless that person is legitimately holding you down. But if they're not, then absolutely I agree it's a cop-out like yeah yeah and and not to be clear like not all relationships are meant to last oh god no um you know some people were like don't you think that like love like might cause some people to break up I'm like that's absolutely not my intention but if over the course of many months together 
talking and trying new things, you realize that like you actually have very different visions for your future. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like I I'm okay with you um, realizing that you are not getting what you need out of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Either you figure out that you are madly in love or you figure out that maybe this isn't the right thing, but either way, it's going to be a good growth thing for both individuals because like, obviously if you're not meant to be together, then you need to be growing in opposite. Like you need to be growing somewhere else. Like you need to, you know, not continue to force yourself to fit into a box that you maybe you don't fit in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that I, I read that was like really, really fascinating. It was, it's this 80 year, um, longitudinal study from Harvard on, um, health and happiness. Mm -hmm. And they found that the quality of our interpersonal relationships is more predictive of a long, happy life than social class IQ or genes. I think I read the study. study. Okay. Nice. Nice. And it was a Ted talk too. It was great. But so it was like, if I really am trying to help people build stronger, like more fulfilling interpersonal relationships, if you're in a really toxic relationship that you've been like struggling through for a year or whatever, and it takes something like Lovewick to realize that like, I'm, I'm really not getting any of my needs met that I need to be met. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. Like, yeah. I hope you go find someone who can, you know, do that for you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Like no matter what the outcome is good. Like there's literally no bad situation that could come out of using love like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't the, think so either. I'm the kind of person who like, I believe in like you date to marry. Like if you're going to be in a committed, serious relationship, it's because like you want to hopefully either get to the point where like you marry that person or you realize the relationship isn't right. And what I loved about Lovewick is it started conversations that definitely led myself and my significant other to circumstances that could have easily been like deal breakers right off the bat for us because we do have like religious differences, uh, other differences that in several situations like would have been deal breakers. And because like we were able to have the conversation early and be like, so here's where we are. And both of us are willing to like learn more about this, circle back on the topic. And we like catch up on it like every couple of months and be like, so do you still feel this way? Do you still stand here? And like that, I think has made it a huge difference, especially because we are long distance because I don't want to get two years down the road and then find out this information about him that at that point would be a deal breaker for me. Totally. I love, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I think it is, it's a, it's a process. Like all of this is uncovering things about yourself, things about your partner like you have to reflect a lot in order to even articulate how you feel about some of those things, you know, um, especially like on the religion front and, and raising your kids with religion and would they go to church on Sunday? I mean, these are all like things that make a big difference later on. And it's not saying, Oh, we disagree on this. This is a deal breaker. I'm out. It's like, all right, well, so luckily like we don't have a kid right now that needs to go to Sunday school on Sunday. So like what, what are the things we're willing to, push and shove on because we love each other. And because we like see that all of these other things were like perfectly aligned on. Cause it's, yeah, it's like you have to create a future. That's a shared future between the two of you. And I think there's, it's also good to see how flexible your partner and you are on different topics. A hundred, a hundred percent. There were many things that for a long time I was dead set. I was like, Nope, this is not something that I'm willing to concede on. Absolutely not. 
but then going into this relationship and being like well I really care about you like I want to know where you're coming from and educating myself more on it I'm like oh what you're saying actually makes sense versus like in a past relationship it would have been like no I'm right like yep. in discussion it shows it a huge difference in the growth that we could have as a couple as long as you're walking into these relationships and these conversations saying I'm willing to hear you out yeah, t- exactly. I'm willing to hear you out. And like, let's go into why. And then let's go deeper into why. Like a lot of people argue about money, for instance, and money is a very triggering subject. Like, especially if you grew up not having a lot of money and you are with a partner who spends money really like oh, yeah. gratuitously, like that can cause a lot of anxiety for you and make you worried. But then I think, I don't know where, maybe it was the Gottmans that I heard it from, but like, what is the symbol of money? for you? Like, is money freedom? Is it security? Is it power? Is it like, how have you seen money play out in your history such that this is now the feeling you have about it? Um, and that, cause then you can really both be like, all right, we actually look really differently at spending, but it's because mine is rooted in the fear that like, we won't have enough to be able to do these things that are important for us. Mm-hmm. And then your partner can be like, yeah, okay. That, that would be scary, but like, we're actually not in that circumstance anymore. And here's like, the ways and you know there's just so much more negotiation that can happen I feel like um yeah I feel like relationships also help you grow a lot as an individual like as you're growing in your relationship and you're figuring out these things that like you he says oh well this is how I do things and you're like well this is how I do things and now you've noticed about yourself that this is something you're willing to compromise on and so on like that's personal growth and I think we don't often pay attention to the fact that we are growing a lot as an individual and discovering a lot about ourselves as individuals while in relationships and I think we always kind of try to separate the two but you can they can be intertwined like you do both at the same time you should be growing as an individual and as a couple together and like I think you gave a really good example last time of your relationship is supposed to be pouring into the both of you and supposed to be helping the both of you grow at the same time while you're both pouring into it so yeah yeah, no, there's, there's like the you, the me and the we, they're all yeah. their own kind of entities and they all need, um, conscious effort and attention. Uh, so you said that when did you start this research? Um, my dissertation work was in 2019 or 2018, I think. Yeah. So if you could go back and you could give a piece of advice to yourself then, and then like your early 20s like right when you turn like 21 what would your advice be in the in the realm of relationships or in life in general either either one whatever makes you happy (laughs) okay um hmm well definitely this is something that probably not a lot of your listeners will uh identify with because you're all in relationships I am currently single Um, and I am dating. And so something that I, sorry, she's single. Technically I'm single. So yeah. Hey, Hey, Hey. Um, (laughs) so something that I would say is like in my early, well, in my mid twenties, which was when I started doing online dating in the first place. Um, I just took everything so personally, like if, if someone wasn't interested or if there was like ghosting situation or whatever, I would just be like, Oh my God, what is it about me that this person would like think it's okay to do that and over time you learn that like it's so much more about them than it is about you when when people do things like that and 
there can be someone who has all these great traits and qualities, but also like you're filling in the gaps of like how awesome they are based on a couple things that like you identify as good. And then your brain goes like, oh my God, so they must be my soulmate. This is like definitely perfect. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's not how it works when you see like a 2D profile yeah. of someone and have like three dates. Um, so yeah, a lot, honestly, a lot of the feedback that or like advice I would give myself is like treat every date like with curiosity and with like a measured amount of, hey, will I just be in this for the story? Like, is this experience of having dinner with this person like a good enough reason to be here? Great, awesome. Then then see where it goes. Just like, try not to stress so much about all of the anxiety of, of perfect fit kind Maybe of stuff. We were literally just talking about this on the last episode about how okay. someone like, does it is not into you or maybe someone falls out of love with you that it's not necessarily an issue with you maybe they just grew in a different direction and we always emphasize like well what did I do wrong what's wrong with me why like I know I did that a lot and Ashley said she did that like everyone I know has done that at least once like well why don't they like me like what's wrong with me so I think that's a really good point that I think anyone can identify with you know everyone's been there at some point or another and I think it's a really good point to just don't do that. Like simply just don't just try to be more understanding in that. Like, okay, maybe we're just not meant to be and that's okay. Like, yeah. And, and what really is like, would you ever tell your friend like, oh yeah, no, they probably think that you're too high strung. They probably like, no, cause they're your friend and they love you for exactly who you are. Right. Um, and so I think just like being kinder to ourselves in general, it's like much easier said than done, but looking for the positive spin on things rather than the negative we go so we bias ourselves towards negative um perceptions of how things go down and uh it just doesn't doesn't feel good very very true absolutely very good point um my cousin was going on several dates with these guys and she was like I just like I can't get past the first date like not just because of them but she was like I'm just not feeling it and my brother looked at her and goes yeah, but you're getting a free meal out of it, so why not? <laughs> and I was like, I think that's the perfect way to go into the first date. Listen, I'm going to get a free meal, we're going to have a conversation, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, and like, don't put so much pressure on the situation. Everyone does that. They're like, is this going to be my Prince Charming? Is he my soulmate? Is like, this next swipe on the one? Well, he's taking you to Applebee's, so maybe not, but get that appetizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think it's... Um our excitement gets ahead of us sometimes. Um, and at least for me, I, I just feel like I have learned, I have like really dialed in on what I'm looking for in a partner from all of my successful and failed like relationships up until this point. Um, but also, you know, to that point, having a relationship with somebody for nine months or three years or two months, like none of those are failures as long as you're able to pull something out for yourself about like, what did I like about this person? What would I hope would be different? What did I like kind of fall short on? Like, I used to be really critical of some of my partners. Um, and I was like, what the, why were you like, you thinking that they were a reflection of me. So if, if they said something silly or, or stupid, I would be like, oh God, like they said something stupid. And now I feel stupid because and it's just like, when you're again, 20, I was like 22, 23. I was like, what the hell, Allie? Like, they are their own person. They have actually nothing to do with you. You've chosen to be their partner, obviously. But, like, 
you learn so much over time and you just become a better version of yourself, I would hope, over time too. The goal is to become one. Mm. Every day the goal is to just become a better person, I guess. I guess. (laughs) I'm trying to remember the quote that I saw recently, but basically it was like, there's no such thing as a bad day as long as you are waking up and choosing to do your best. Mm. Yeah, that's lovely. I also sometimes don't feel like doing my best today, though. Like New Bones Day, and you're like, um, you know what? No bones. (laughs) Yep, I just need to binge Squid Game and like have a rest day. (laughs) Absolutely, that's definitely fair. Yeah, I gonna have a whole month of that after November. I'm going to crash, and I'm going to stay there. (laughs) Yep, good. This is definitely a little bit off topic, but I was talking to my therapist last week. And I told her, I was like, I just feel like so bad. Like I've done not, or this was like three weeks ago where I had been traveling every single weekend leading up to that. And I was like, I feel so bad. I haven't done anything in three days. And she was like, well, like what led you up to this? And I was telling her everything. And she goes, so you're tired. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm exhausted. And she goes, so you're still doing your best by taking mm. care of yourself. And mm. I was like, oh, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we live in a very hyperproductive um, society where it's like, if, if you're not being productive, like it's a waste where it's like, nah, in between the productivity is like when you have some of your biggest insights, like shower moments are some of my favorite times to like, be like, oh my God, all these things just connected and finally make sense because yeah. I wasn't actively forcing it. And it's such an American thing too, that like constant need to be go, 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 because they don't, that's not like that in other cultures, you know, like yeah. my family is Middle Eastern and um, I have family that's like Italian and they're so like laid back and just like sipping on their coffee. And they're like, you Americans, you work too hard. And all you do is you live to work. We work to live. Mm-hmm. We work so that we can go and live and do the things we want to do. You guys literally wake up in the morning to go to work and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of sad, honestly. Like, <laughs> and I mean, me being a wedding photographer, I romanticize everything. Like everything. I go to weddings all the time. I literally spend every day with people on the best day of their life. Like, you know, it's really easy for me to romanticize those things and, and see those fairy tales and so on. And I think it, I definitely have a very good job for being positive, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I hate that. I think that's a big flaw in the American culture, in my p- personal opinion, that we're just constantly working, working, working. Like we have this idea that we can't take a break. We t- can't breathe. We can't sleep in when we've been working late the day before. Like, it's like, why not? How about just yeah. breathe? Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself and you are letting yourself fall or you're, you know, whatever, then you can't take care of anything else. You know, it's the, the analogy we use all the time about you put your face mask on, on an airplane before you put it on someone else. You can't yeah. do anything else unless you are capable of doing other things. So totally, totally. I, definitely like with that same constantly go 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 pace I took that into my relationship as well Mm. to where I'd be at one extreme or the other either like for two months we wouldn't go out and do anything other than watch Netflix or sit on the couch or whatever it was or every single day we were going out and doing anything we couldn't find like a happy Happy medium medium in there because like he was a quality time person but quality time to him was just like the sitting and being still. And that's 
not what it was to me. I wanted to be like going out and doing something. And because we never found that like equilibrium, it was all or nothing. And neither one of us ever felt like truly satisfied with that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that, what would your advice be on how to grow together when you're in different life stages from your partner? That sounds, it sounds hard to do, honestly. Like, <laughs> um, like, and I don't mean this as an age thing, but like if, if someone is really at a stage where their career is most important to them and you're at a stage where like you want to have a family in a year, that is a, that's a really hard thing to come to the center on. I think there's definitely negotiating that can be made to like push someone's timeline out a little bit and have someone's timeline come a little bit in. Um, but in terms of like genuinely wanting to spend most of your energy in really different places um, that, that rely on the other person to happen, that that's, that's really hard. That said, I like this, this phrase, I think it was from Eli Finkel. He's a professor at Northwestern. Um, this idea of like the good enough marriage or the good enough relationship. There are going to be times in your relationship where maybe someone has final exams or this big thing at work or whatever. And like, they're just not going to be able to put in as much as they usually would, or there was a death in your family or there, you know, like there are going to be times where like your relationship can just be good enough. It doesn't always have to be at, the, the top exceeding, you know, exceeding expectations in every level. Yeah. Um, so I think giving each other one talking about that explicitly and being like, this might be a month or two when like, I really need to hunker down on work. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to go totally off the grid, but like, if we can set aside one date night a week and we can text bubble, like you can figure out for yourself what that balance looks like. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule, but I think it's just like, yeah, really, really being clear on expectations and um, like what you need to feel like you still want to be in this like several months from now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's definitely hard to grow when you're in different life phases together because I know like both Ashley and I were in relationships previously where we were at such different phases of life all the time. Like we both started as high school sweethearts in our separate relationships and then both of those relationships kind of went in similar different directions yeah. like where like her ex was working a full-time job but local right and my ex was in the military or is in the military and so he was on the other side of the country but he was working full-time job as well and both of us were in college and then you know like it was hard to we all had different priorities like one of them was looking for a house and we're like, I'm studying for midterms, you know, like it's a very, and I think it also can become a disconnect as far as like, um, like a power dynamic and that can become a very big issue that could stump you from growing as well. But I think, like you said, like at some point you just have to sit down and talk to your partner and be really transparent. Like, look, this is how this makes me feel. And yeah, here it is, you know, and just like lay it all out there on the table. Yeah. It's not easy. None of this is easy. No, it is. No, it is not. Yeah. It's, it's not the most fun. fun conversation to have. It's really not. But, you know, a lot of the ones that we have to have are ones that are not fun conversations to yeah. have. So we just kind of have to suck it up, I guess. <laughs> Do you have any advice on, like, when you're bringing up that conversation, you say, like, so I have this big thing 
but you're in that situation to where say you're the one in college and your partner is in a career. So they don't understand like what midterms means to you, what finals means to you. Is there, Mm -hmm. do you have any advice on like how to communicate? Like, this is why it matters. And I need you to respect that. Mm. I I think um, one, I would always want to start with setting a really positive, warm connection first. Like when you're about to go into a a situation or a conversation that could get contentious. um, I've read a lot of studies where like beginning with, I know when it's distance, it's hard, but like putting your hand on their hand or saying like, listen, I like, I've really loved the last couple of months together. And like, this is going really well. Like you don't want to freak people out unnecessarily and starting with some warmth is, is always good. Um, I think then from that point saying like, this is, this is something that I'm experiencing that I don't feel like you're really understanding where I'm coming from. Um, like when I say X, Y, Z, like, can, can you tell me how, how you think I feel like try to have them mirror back what you're saying uh, in different words to be like, maybe they do get it. Like maybe they do get it. They just have a different metaphor and framework for understanding that because they have never done midterms in college before, but for them, the equivalent would be um, a performance review at work when like their boss told them last week that X, Y, Z, like I, I, I'm making shit up, but um, <laughs> I think, yeah, establishing warmth, um, trying to really understand the feelings behind both of your situations and realizing that like those feelings are probably the same, even though the manifestation of them is quite different and agreeing or not agreeing, but saying like, this is temporary and like, it will go back to the way things were um, just to comfort the person that like, all right, I, we, we can get through this. Like, this isn't going to be... Um, something that changes us forever again there's like that really delicate tension between like stability and change yeah um I read somewhere that men receive conversation or like do better in serious conversations when they're like doing something physical like walking or so on like they do better thinking they're more productive so I read somewhere that it's good to be like hey like you want to go on a walk and then like have the conversation while walking and that yeah to a more productive conversation for for some reason I don't remember I like read this article about it was really fascinating I don't remember exactly what it was about the male brain that just like functioned better with activity or like yeah well I I haven't heard that in relation to gender but I definitely have read studies where like having a conversation when you're walking side by side or when you're not directly across from each other mm-hmm. makes it easier for people to share what they're feeling mm-hmm. um so like I de- I love that idea of like moving taking a walk taking yeah. I mean I was gonna say taking a drive I mean that's like not you don't want it to be like unsafe but if you're like <laughs> out like out in nature and you're not you're not sitting across from each other directly being like all right like this is stare into my eyes the entire time exactly exactly very serious Um, conversation here we're basically having a staring contest (laughs) yeah 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 no one gets up or moves until we agree like (laughs) yeah that's that's intense (laughs) oh gosh yeah no I I think that's that's a good interesting thing I don't know I think 
growth in general is just so interesting. Just how much we change and grow as people, just as individuals, but also just trying to incorporate a relationship into that growth and so on. And kind of when you are two different people that have different ideas for what you want in life and then trying to make it go together, is just a hard thing to do. I don't know. And I think either we overthink it and we think too much about it and then it gets like all messed up because we're trying too hard to do something and make something work rather than just letting it flow or we just let it go too much and then it, things get neglected. So there's definitely like a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Um, yesterday after, I don't remember what we were talking about, but you brought up that relationship is kind of like a three-legged race where like <laughs> part of you is tied together and I was thinking about it and I was like, we're constantly like, we say growth over and over and over again, but there's also just like, there's intention behind growth. And then there's natural change that occurs as you grow up and your biology changes, your actual chemistry in your body changes and just your overall experience changes. And I think what a lot of people get afraid of is like the change that happens unintentionally is where they get scared in relationships because they're like I didn't put any thought into this like I didn't mean for this to change about me like what do I do yeah and that's where a lot of insecurity and stuff comes from but that change can be turned into growth very easily and I think that's where like the three-legged race comes in because like naturally you're taking that step forward that's your instinct but you have to work together with your partner to move your third leg forward (laughs) as well and that's where like turning change into growth comes in in my opinion no, yeah, I agree. And I also, that was an interesting um, point that you just, I just lost my train of thought. Could <laughs> you? That happened. That's been happening to me a lot lately. <laughs> my brain definitely feels like scrambled eggs, as you guys know. I'm well, so tired. It's been an intense week. It's been a very intense week. Um, and it's only Monday. And it's Monday. <laughs> only Monday. <laughs> Last week's intense week has carried on into this week's intense week. Yes, so. we did not take the 24-hour pause on Sunday. <laughs> Um, but the, the unintentional change, the unintentional growth that happens, um, where you grow apart and don't even realize that you've grown apart until you get kind of further ahead and you're like, wait a minute, you're like all the way, like that TikTok trend, you know, where like you would be holding your partner's hand and then you just kind of, or like let go and you just stop and they just keep walking. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that emotionally happens so much more often than people realize. And then they feel really bad about it because they're like, wait, I, I didn't mean to fall out of love with you, but I think I did. Just mm. remember, like, where'd you go? Yeah. 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 There was um, a study I read on, on divorce that said um, that, you know, we always say, oh, divorce is probably because of cheating or because of infidelity or whatever. And I think it was like 20% of cases, was, this is this specific study. I don't know how generalizable it is, but it was like 20% said infidelity had some role. said it was a loss, a gradual loss of friendship and closeness. Like you just wake up, you know, years later and you're like, oh my God, what happened to like us liking each other and being friends? I think, you know, with your ages and my age, that is much less likely. This is probably more talking about people who are getting divorced into their like forties and fifties and stuff, Mm -hmm. but there is kind of a shocking, like, whoa, we, we forgot to work on our friendship for like a really long time. We neglected our friendship for a really long time. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? Like, I mean, I think Lovewick is a great way to kind of help that situation. Mic drop. That's kind of what it's there for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it's there for. So like, um, I think that's like a great way to 
but like from a research perspective, what have you found that's the best way to prevent that from happening or from slipping into that? Like, wait a minute, where'd you go? Um, one, I mean, the, the, the premise that Lovelick is based the discovery cards, the open-ended questions, it's based on studies that say that self-disclosure, like sharing your past experiences, your likes, your dislikes, your beliefs is associated with um, higher relationship satisfaction and lower rates of divorce. So like self-disclosure breeds closeness and friendship. So like making sure that you're not always just saying, how was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. Like, what'd you get done? But like, yeah, we need to just get like curious about each other's internal worlds and right. continue to do that. Um, even when we're tired. Um, and then I think gratitude is a really big piece, like mindfulness and gratitude. A lot of us have taken it into our individual lives, but not really with our partners. And there was another, I like studies are all over the place. I don't have all the citations, but like something like unhappily unhappily married couples miss 50% of the positive interactions that occur in their relationship because they just aren't looking for them and they're not letting them soak in. And so practicing a little bit of gratitude and mindfulness of like, Hey, this week, what are the things that my partner did that like, they went out of their way to, to make, to do something for me or to make me feel good and letting that really sink in and like feel the warm, the warmness of that. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're taking them for granted. Yeah, no. Dr. Amen said recently, um, he was like, yeah, I mean, if I could bottle gratitude, then we could fix half of the world's problems. (laughs) Like seriously, being grateful is so important, which is, I think another reason I love the 100 happy days challenge. I don't know if you've heard about that one, Mm -hmm. but I love the 100 happy days challenge. It's so fun. You'll have to look up the Ted talk for it. Um, but it's something that I've done numerous times now over the years, whenever I get to a place where I'm just like, you know what, I feel awful. And I feel like there should, there could definitely be a way to implement that 100 happy days, like into relationships as well. Like sitting down with your partner and like reminding you like every day, pick one thing that you're grateful for your partner, grateful that they've done for you or that they make easier in your life, whatever. One thing that you're grateful about your partner for. And I think that'd be a really good way to kind of incorporate like, include gratitude and the 100 happy days as an exercise Mm. with your partner to continue that growth and to keep each other like loving each other I don't know like yeah Yeah. stay in love a ritual that I really like is called rosebud thorn have you heard of that um it's like you can do it every day or you can do it every week but you sit down and you say like rose but well, rose thorn bud is probably better. Like the highlight from the last week or something that you really appreciated or was really awesome. Thorn being like the low light, something that didn't go well for you, something that was like not great. And then bud is something you're looking forward to. And so like, it could be in the context of life in general or work or your relationship, but um, it's just a nice intentional way. Like if you build it into your routine of like, you know, every Sunday night, we're going to do rose thorn bud. Like it's, I don't know a little bit of a gratitude practice that's not hard you know yeah yeah no I love that that's a really good idea like that's even if you're like sitting down to have conversation at dinner you know like once a week make it intentional that like like you said Sunday Sunday dinner we sit down and that's just something that we start a conversation Mm -hmm. that's something we do yeah I know I'm gonna shout out to my sorority we did something like that at our like formal meetings to where like you'd stand up and you'd give like one good and one bad thing or like shout out a story sister who did something wonderful mm-hmm. or like I consistently shouted out um, how horrible my professor was at grading things. So I'd be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. thank you so much for picking me up from Starbucks. 
and shout out to my professor who still hasn't graded my paper. So it's like, <laughs> you're always making sure to equal them. But also I think I've talked about this on a previous podcast, but in my current relationship, one thing that we do where, especially like if we haven't seen each other, I see him about every two to three weeks, thankfully, um, in our long distance relationship. But one thing we do is after it's been like a week or two since I've seen him is we'll text and just be like, how loved do you feel? Mm, and that's lovely. yeah, it's been a great way because like I can, he can like place it on a number scale. He's like, yep, we're at like a seven right now is like the way his brain works. And then mine's very like, I'm feeling very super, like whatever adjective it is that day. And it's psychology major and the doctor. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's a way that like the question is phrased so we can both answer it in a way that makes sense to us Mm -hmm. without it being like, well, I don't really know how to communicate this to you. Like if he says seven, I know what that means. Mm. Like it, I can get that. And if I use like very or super, he's like, okay, I got that. Yeah struggles at first to be like you know are you feeling loved today just didn't fit quite right because we we're like yes but it didn't lead to a conversation yeah. it was just a yes no like one of the right. two was going to be the answer yeah and I think it's so important like we've learned a lot through love like is like I'm gonna make an improv term and I'm so sorry to everybody listening <laughs> but you have to yes and the conversation Like if your answer is yes, yes. And here is why this is an amazing thing you did. No. And here is why. Like if you're asking the question 20 minutes after you just got into a knockout drag out fight, like the answer is probably not yes, but you could take this opportunity to go no. And this isn't a great time to ask me that question because we just finished screaming at each other, whatever the situation is. My ex yeah. do a thing where we like would when we said I love you, we would say why. Like we would just pick a different reason every day or every couple times a day, whatever it was, or just be like, I love you because blah blah blah. And like insert a reason instead of just like I love you being like an automated response, like, okay, I love you, I love you, bye, I love you, you know, like be like, I love this about you, you know, because mm-hmm. that was a good way to help us both feel appreciated. So yeah. I like that because we've also touched a lot on the last month of the podcast about how we're constantly like picking on the things wrong with our relationship and with our partner. And we don't do enough of the opposite side where we're also validating that they're doing these things right too. So yeah. there has to be a balance. Yep. Totally. Totally. We've, yeah. we've a good little full circle thing here. Is there <laughs> any more that you feel like you need to share about Lovewick or any more advice or anything you'd like to give? No? No, I think this was pretty comprehensive. But yeah, I just like it's funny today on, on TikTok, um, I somebody was like, Oh, we used your app. It's it's been going well. And I was like, Oh, do you have any ideas or feedback to like make it better? And she was like, Well, I kind of don't like the phrasing of like to what extent do you feel blah, blah, blah to what? And I, and I was like, Oh my God, I love that. Because I, the reason I ask, like, to what extent do you believe that blah, blah, blah is because I never want it to be a yes, no question. Yeah. Um, but that sounds really like cold and like, to what extent do you wish that, I love it would, you know? So, so now I think I might, I, the alternative to that is being like, do you think blank? why question mark but like I'm gonna have to write why on every single question if that's the case but I just thought that was really it was a very cute valid piece of feedback but it's because I didn't want any of those questions to be closed-ended questions where it's just a yes or a no yeah yeah I'm gonna keep using to what extent because what extent I do too I think it's fun (laughs) it's 
my next tattoo. To what <laughs> extent? <laughs> Love. Awesome. Love that. But anyways, it's been so great. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. It's yeah, always so, so fun talking to you because you're just so interesting. Like you can just recite research off the top of your head. I'm very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I'm a super love, nerd. Would love to read your dissertation. Oh yeah. Ooh, would love to. Yeah. Yeah. I will have, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing, but um, yeah, I'm happy to send it over. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Lots of fun psych stuff. Oh yeah. That's what <laughs> That's I'm here what for. I love. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, but cool. it's been great. So again, I'm Mina. I'm Ashley. And I'm Allie. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Please make, remember to make, make good choices. choices. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> good? Yes, yeah, thank good. you. Awesome. So it'll come out on All right. Friday. I'm going to Oh, sorry. It'll come out on Friday and like I can send it to you if you want or you can look it up either way if you want to listen to it um but yeah thank cool. you so yeah much. of course i want to listen to it yeah that we like a longer <laughs> this was super fun yeah thank you bye guys bye, bye. all righty and